بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن اتبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألا إن أولياء الله لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون وأن عبد وأن عبد الله بن عمرو بن العاص رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله لا يقبض العلم انتزاع ينتزعه من العباد ولكن يقبض العلم بقبض العلماء حتى إذا لم يبق عالما اتخذ الناس رؤسا جهالا فسئلوا فأفتوا بغير علم فضلوا وأضلوا رواه البخاري وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام من سن في الإسلام سنة حسنة كان له أجرها وأجر من عمل بها من بعده لا ينقص ذلك من أجورهم شيئا وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected علماء colleagues, elders, brothers and those listening online Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh so this is not a formal talk, it's not a formal bayan, it's not a formal gathering. It's a gathering of friends, colleagues, associates who were fortunate enough to be in the company of one of the greatest saints who has lived in this time. And anyone who was fortunate enough to be in his company was fortunate indeed and those who are very close to him they are more fortunate than others some used to have regular conversations with Hazrat some were meeting him every so often and some they studied under him and they attended his talks whenever he was in the vicinity otherwise that was their relationship with Hazrat but in reality after he's gone one can feel the loss and each and every one of us will be thinking that if only if only I had more ta'alluq with Hazrat I had more connection with Hazrat I had more regular contact with Hazrat because now we realize what an amazing personality he was when you read about his history and I was again trying to read his uh, own in his own words how he grew up like an orphan and went to madrasa and then his connection with Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullahi amazing connection um, which started whilst he was in Randir whilst he was studying in Jamia Husseiniya and his brother was in Saharampur the connection started with Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullahi Ali and one of the lessons we learn from Hazrat and I think this is some, something that we need to understand that today we're trying to learn some lessons that 
Hazrat was an amazing personality. We might not have understood his reality whilst he was here. We didn't appreciate who he was whilst he was here. But what are the lessons that we can learn? And one of the lessons that we learn whilst reading his story is that his connection with his Sheikh, total dedication, total, total dedication to his Sheikh. And it was through his dedication with the Sheikh and the tawajju of the Sheikh Zakaria that clearly benefited him to such a level where we are seeing the fruits of Hazrat uh, Mawlana Yusuf Sab Rahmatullahi Alayhi So when I was reading when he went to Saharanpur 1966 and stayed there for two years and he spent the Mishkat and uh, the Dora and uh, as many of you know Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullahi wanted to stop teaching Bukhari Sharif and he mentioned to uh, Hazrat that it is only because of you that I am teaching Bukhari Sharif this year. And Hazrat was a very dedicated student. He was a very diligent student. He was uh, in, in uh, Jamia Randir as well, um, Jamia Husseini Randir, and even in um, Saharanpur, in Mishkat and Bukhari, he was a diligent student. And one of the things that stands out where Hazrat mentions that um, the every time whilst he was in there for two years he spent with Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria except for the time of his study so whilst he was studying he was studying but any other time he was with his Shaykh for two years and then it so happened that his marriage has become fixed after his faragat so he, and Kala was here in England so he had to come to England and he didn't want to leave Hazrat so he spent the Ramadan with Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria and then he came here and then even the first two, he got married within the first five six weeks of arriving in England so he arrived in June 1968 July or early August he was married to Kala and when you read the first few years of Hazrat, you find that Hazrat spent 1968, 69 and 70. The two years, the first two years, whilst he was in England, he wasn't in England. He was looking for every opportunity to go back to Hazrat Sheikh. So the, the first Jamaat that was going to India, he decided that I'm going as well. So within four months, he was with the Jamaat and that accident happened on the way, he broke his arm um, and then he spent Ramadan with Sheikh as a Sheikh Zakaria rahmatullahi and then when he came back here again he went off uh, to Umrah when as a Sheikh Zakaria rahmatullahi went and he stayed there for six seven months and there's letters from his father-in-law very angry that where where are you I thought you got married here and you're over there so but that was his dedicated uh, dedication to his Sheikh he wanted every ounce, every uh, second, every moment that he could spend with Sheikh, he wanted it because he was one of the closest to the Sheikh. When we were there in uh, Hajj this year and we went to Mufti uh, Mona Azizur Rahman Hazarwi, uh, 
Damat Barakatuhum and uh, we went, me and Mala Abdurrahim Sahib, we went for Ta'ziyat uh, for Malana Talha Sahib. And he was saying, Ke Malana Talha um, was Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullah's son, but Malana Yusuf Sahib was like his second son. Malana Yusuf Sahib was like his second son. That's how close Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullah and Malana Yusuf Sahib were. And then when uh, he, he was a, the Imam of Zakaria Masjid in Bolton, I, wa I, I wanted to try and bring this uncle who is here. He, he prays regularly in Abtan Lane Masjid. And he used to be in Bolton when Hazrat uh, was in um, Bolton. And I remember Hazrat giving a bayan in Abtan Lane once. And whilst he was giving bayan, he pointed to him. And he said, uh, he was mentioning the halat and the conditions in Bolton at the time and he mentioned that at that time in the 70s, early 70s when he was the Imam especially in the summer when he used to come for Fajr he used to say that there was only me and him and he pointed to him and he said uh, and he said yeah I remember so he, he that's how it was and because of that darkness one was the darkness of England in the winter and one was the darkness of the spirituality that wasn't around at the time. Hazrat felt uh, lost in England. And that's why he wrote to Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullah and he said that I don't want to stay here anymore, I want to come back to India. I didn't spend 10 years, 13 years in a madrasa just to come here and do imamat of one or two people and teach one or two people maktab. Because nobody used to uh, go maktab at that time as well, very few people and that Hazrat's ilm and knowledge, he wasn't only a sheikh, his knowledge is, was very, very strong. You know, Sheikh al-Hadith, but you know, so you have some muhtamims of Darul Ulums who are uh, sheikh in tariqat, or who might be, uh, you know, knowledgeable, but not at that level. But Hazrat Sheikh's level, uh, Hazrat Sheikh Mawlana Yusuf Mutala Sahib, his level of knowledge was amazing as well was amazing and that's why he wanted to transfer back to India and as a Sheikh Zakaria Rahmatullahi that famous letter which he wrote and he said mujhe umeed hai ke aap, one you're not coming back here and two mujhe umeed hai ke inshallah se, uh, you will be teaching hadith and tafsir in that land in this land and that's the vision that's the vision of as a Sheikh Zakaria Rahmatullahi and uh, the, the belief of um, our Hazrat uh, Maulana Yusuf Sab and his determination, his persistence to, to try and achieve something, to try and achieve something. So Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullahi kept on uh, his tawajjuh. Whenever he had the opportunity, he used to go for Ramzan um, to spend with Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullahi. And then in 1973, this building came up for sale. It was a TB hospital. Um, uh, and everyone knows the, the condition, it was very dilapidated, um, uh, broken windows and he wrote to Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullahi, shall I buy this building? And Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullahi responded in the positive and that's it, he made the intention. And remember at that time, it was over a hundred thousand pounds, this building, it was a hundred thousand pounds. In those days, I remember my parents telling me that the house that they bought in Blackburn was 70 pounds. Yeah, 70 pounds. And even that they had to borrow from somebody else because that's what the wages was. 
So just imagine taking on a responsibility of a hundred thousand pounds. Hundred thousand pounds. And at that time, remember, you and I, when we go to work, we've only got our family responsibility. At that time, when our elders were here, they had not only their responsibility, but responsibility back home. Yeah? And in that condition, Hazrat made that intention that he's going to buy this place. And Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria in his letters, he's, he's always saying, and there was a lot of difficulty in collecting that money. But Hazrat, Hazrat uh, Sheikh Zakaria always used to say, Allah ki taraf tawajjurakko. You know, it's, yes, you can go to people, but it's Allah who will open the doors for you. And constantly, uh, Hazrat Sheikh is reminding him of tahajjud. And Hazrat uh, Maulana Yusuf Sabrahmatullah he was not only praying tahajjud when he bought the building, he was praying tahajjud even from the time when he was in Jamia Randir. Before that, when he was a young student, he started his tahajjud salah and his awabin and all these salah that you and I uh, neglect. Those salah, he was praying right from a young age, right from a young age. So uh, through Hazrat Sheikh's tawajju, his du'as, even when uh, there was a, th a, th a threat to go to court, and on that day, uh, just before they went to court, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, sent some money from somewhere in Saudi Arabia, some money came, and that uh, 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 was how uh, Darulun was bought. And then we know that the students, gradually, they came one by one, um, Malana Abdul Rahim Sab mentioned, no, uh, Sheikh Zahir mentioned in his talk today how many students there were in the first year, in the second year, in the third year, in the fourth year. Uh, Malana Abdul Rahim Sab mentions that when he was there in 1978, there was about 80 students, 80 students. So by from 73, slowly, slowly went up from 12 to 24 to 40 to 60 to 80. So in about five years, it took about 80. And remember when Hazrat was knocking on people's doors when Hazrat was knocking on people's doors to collect the money for this Darul Ulum in Bolton in Blackburn in Preston uh, it's you know it's mentioned uh, uh, Hazrat used to mention this as well and Khala used to mention this a lot as well she used to say that when Hazrat used to go on knocking on the doors sometimes people used to laugh at him and people used to say okay, you know we haven't even got maktab People are not praying Salah and you want to create a Darlum like Darlum Deoban and Darlum Saharanpur. Why don't you just send people to India if you want? And uh, Khala always used to say this, that despite some people laughing at him and joking against him, Hazrat never used to keep any grudge. Never used to keep any grudge. You know, today I was uh, looking at the, you know, the normal uh, Juma Khutbah Kitab, which we have, which has got all the different subjects. And every page I turn to, I would think this fits with Hazrat. Whether it's dhikr and dua, whether it's not having hiqd and hasad, whether it's uh, uh, keeping in seclusion, everything that, any subject that I turn to, Hazrat, Hazrat fitted into that subject because he was jami'ah, he was total, complete. So Hazrat um, you know, went through lots of difficulties, um, but he had uh, that uh, persistence. And he had that courage, and he had that tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he persisted. And now we see the fruits. You know, now, you know, since uh, we, we 
uh, Noah Hazrat, we were, we were fortunate, I, I went to Darulum in 1985 um, and again, you know, we didn't know who Hazrat was, we knew who Karisab was, <laughs> yeah. uh, Karisab was the talk of the town, yeah? um, but Hazrat, quiet, you know, um, a man of uh, very, very, very less words, but his, he had a rob, an awe. Even not only from then, even Mahab Rahimsa mentions from his time as well. But anyone, anyone who used to go afterwards as well, after Faragat, after we became Alims as well, when we used to go to Zikr Majlis or we used to go in, in Ramadan and Hazrat is sitting there, nobody dare go near Hazrat. That's a rob he used to have. But his love, so with this rob, he had the love as well. He had compassion. If he saw you and he uh, smiled, one feels so happy and somebody uh, they wrote on Facebook uh, two words which reminded me that anyone who heard those two words from Hazrat they used to be really happy Kembai and Hazrat used to say this to anyone when he used to meet somebody Kembai and that's it you used to feel okay Hazrat is not naraz with me Hazrat is happy with me and that that would be enough so Hazrat was an uh, amazing personality, he's a great loss for each and every one of us. Uh, who would know that he would go so quickly from us? You know, everyone, uh, well, from my uh, uh, distant uh, looking at Hazrat, I thought, you know, he, he, was he kept himself very fit. Even during Darloom days, he used to do a lot of exercise, a lot of walking. Um, before we arrived in 1985, people used to say that he used to do a lot of uh, uh, weights and all, all, all that kind of gym work as well um, uh, but Hazrat used to keep himself very 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 fit and he used to e emphasize on keeping fit um, and I just wrote a few things uh, which uh, you know I, I always think to myself that yes you know we we've heard already the talks that, that have happened in terms of the legacy that Hazrat, uh, Hazrat has uh, left behind in terms of Darulums and then the branches and the branches and the branches and that will continue until the Day of Judgment. And whoever started a Sunnah, and uh, Mufti Abdul Rahman uh, uh, mentioned in the talk, he will keep on getting the reward. Listen to uh, Sheikh Ahmed Ali's talk which he gave um, just before the Janazah, very similar that how much reward, how much legacy Hazrat has taken. You know, anyone who's reading Alhamdu, uh, Hazrat is taking the reward. Anyone who has established a madrasa, Hazrat uh, is taking the reward. Anyone who's praying salah, Hazrat is taking the legacy is there. But in terms of our own relationships with Hazrat, if I hadn't gone to Darulum, or many of our students will be thinking the same, many of our farigheen, where would we have been today? Where would we have been today? And and that is the legacy for us, uh, as students and of uh, of Hazrat, and. Hazrat passed away on Ashura. So there was a khatam in um, Azhar af, uh, after Asr. So my wife asked me that, you know, uh, you're fasting today, where are you going to do uh, iftar? And I couldn't tell her because tears and my heart was so upset because anyone who was in Dalum will remember that when it came to the iftar of the 10th of Muharram, we all used to look forward to it. Because Hazrat was so generous, so generous, that 
Everything used to come out on those plates. Yeah? Hazrat used to say to the cook, uh, that make sure you make this and make sure you make this. And he used to top it up with milkshake. Yeah? Dude Colin used to be, uh, be there all the time. And you know, it, it brought back memories that Hazrat has died on 10th of Muharram on the day when he was generous. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be generous to him. And, and just a few uh, final words in terms of uh, Hazrat and his... What did he teach us? At that time, you've got to remember, especially in the 90s, um, in the 80s, uh, end of, uh, yeah, when we were in uh, the Alim class, Hazrat started a magazine called Subul As-Salam. And in Subul As-Salam, the topics, there was other magazines at the time from YM, Young Muslims, um, which were doing the rounds in the universities. But Subul As-Salam was totally different. Subul As-Salam was a magazine that even in my days when I was reading it, I was thinking, why, why are these stories in this magazine? You know, what, what are people going to get? Because it was, but now I realize what Hazrat was trying to instill in people was the love of Allah. That this world don't only concentrate on the exterior, don't concentrate on the external, concentrate on the internal, because the heart is everything. And the stories in there were about mashaykh, were stories in there were about the heart and the condition of the heart. And that's what uh, the, uh, Hazrat was trying to instill in this world, in this community of ours. And that's why I think the first thing which Hazrat has done is to create the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts. Um, the zikr ga gatherings that he initiated in Darulum and elsewhere is to instill the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to fill our hearts with Allah. And everything he did was for Allah. Everything he did. I can't even think of one thing which he might have done for himself or which he might have done for pleasure. Everything he did was for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these zikr majalis, sometimes many, you know, all these uh, at the time when the Al-Muhajirun were around and YM were around and all these different groups were around and the youngsters used to uh, be attracted and they were like magnets. At that time, Hazrat used to emphasize on Zikr Majalis and Duru Sharif Majalis. And even now, Hazrat's whole focus in his life was uh, Zikr Majalis and Duru Sharif Majalis. Why? Because he wanted to instill the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And I think if we are going to follow the legacy of Hazrat and we're going to keep the legacy and continue the legacy, we have to uh, initiate or continue the zikr of Allah and zikr of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The whole life was dedicated to Allah and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Thirdly, the love for his Shaykh, as I've already mentioned, as a Shaykh Zakaria Rahmatullah uh, how, how much love he had for him. And I think uh, even now, I, I look at those who dedicated their love for Hazrat, Hazrat Shaykh Maulana Yusuf Mutala, Rahmatullahi Ali, those who dedicated themselves to Hazrat, just, just Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria Rahmatullahi Ali, ki muhabbat ne Hazrat ko chamkaya, isi tarah, jinhon ne Hazrat ke saath 
گہرا تعلق قائم کیا اللہ پاک نے ان کو چمکایا ہو ایور جسٹ لائک حضرت اٹیچ ہم سیلف ٹو حضرت شیخ ام بیکاز آف دیٹ حضرت بیکیم گولڈ سملرلی دوز ہو اٹیچ دم سیلف ٹو حضرت دے آلسو بیکیم گولڈ دے آلسو ہیو سکسیڈیڈ اینڈ شیخ احمد علی اولویز ٹیلز می دس ون ایور گو ٹو سی ہم ہی سیز یو نس لک ہو ایور اٹیچیز ہم سیلف ٹو حضرت دے بیکم گولڈسٹ بیکاز حضرت توجہ is so much because of his connection with Allah that's why they they also flourish and the lesson for us is that whoever was connected to Hazrat Maulana Yusuf Sab if you find another Shaykh gehra ta'alluk connect yourself strongly with whoever your Shaykh is connect yourself strongly with them so that their tawajju will make you flourish they, their tawajju and their sight and their du'as will make you flourish then one of the unique things of Hazrat was his walk I can't remember him looking up he always used to look down his gaze how much he protected his gaze always used to look down and he had this unique walk which some of us used to copy sometimes just because we wanted to be like Hazrat He had this unique walk with his hand moving and his eyes down, all the time his eyes down. And that uh, shows uh, how much he used to protect his gaze. He was a man of few words, and yet he had a widespread effect around the world. Man Samata Naja was Hazrat. Whoever remained silent saved himself. So he was quiet, he was a man of less words, and yet look at the widespread effect of him around the world. He never spoke unnecessarily. And always when you used to see him, even on that balcony when you used to see him, he was in thought and contemplation. He was in thought and contemplation and he used to be thinking from my perspective. He used to, uh, we used to think that he's thinking about how to establish another institute here, how to spread the deen here, how, how do we improve this, how do we improve that. That's all his fikr was this. Either he's thinking about Allah, thinking about Prophet or how to spread their work. And that's it. That's all his life. Then, um, his compassion, he was always compassionate and loving. He, if he gave someone a task and the person had not done it, and I, I am uh, someone who has told me to do something, and I remember that um, I thought I couldn't do it. He told me to do a translation of something, and I thought I couldn't do it, my English is not good enough, so I procrastinated and I didn't do it. And I used to come in front of Hazrat and I'm thinking, Mariya, yeah, I've had it. But even then, Hazrat never used to mention it. And I used to walk away thinking, oh, Hazrat didn't remember. But in reality, Hazrat knew. Yeah, Hazrat knows the tasks that he's given individuals. But out of compassion, he, he, he used to never say anything. Never used to say anything. And then Hazrat's memory. Wow. Hazrat remembers everything in my, from my understanding. You know when he used to give talks? He just mentioned story after story after story after story. Hazrat never used to give bayans. Uh, he wasn't a, a, a dynamic speaker, you know. He wasn't a Sheikh Ahmad Ali uh, or a, a Sheikh Zahir Mahmood. He used to come and he just used to talk to you. That was his talks. But then he used to give stories of... Uh, he used to remember names of who used to sit with him in class in, uh, in uh, his young days. 
He used to mention stories that happened in, the, in his room in, in the young days. So his memory was amazing. Even now, whenever he used to talk, um, I, I, I'm thinking, how did he remember these names? Even history, when he's talking about history, about uh, when, he, when he came here uh, at Azhar Academy last time, he mentioned uh, about some Abu Talib and uh, how mischievous he was and how bad he was. Not uh, 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 the Prophet's uncle, another Abu Talib. And uh, you know, you're thinking, where, where does Hazrat? And Hazrat doesn't do mutala before he comes to the uh, dars. He just starts off from whatever Allah puts in his mind, he starts. So his memory was amazing. His vision, wow. You know, you, now you see the vision. In those days, you're thinking, you know, look at this Darulum, look at the rooms that we're staying in, uh, what, what's going to happen. But now you look at our life in Darulum and you think, Allah, you know, you chose us. You know, just like, uh, you know, there used to be just over 300 students in Darulum. And uh, everyone used to say that Hazrat used to keep the number similar to Badr. Yeah? And, you know, we, we feel like the Badriyin. That Allah chose us from all of UK and all of Europe especially Allah chose us and he brought us there and he protected us we we I don't know where we would have been if it wasn't but uh, his vision was amazing and he is the only one from uh, who started uh, the English lessons and GCSEs and uh, etc and I, I remember we were the first class to sit GCSEs and it was uh, Darulum Chutti for Ramadan, I think it was, but we had to come back and we had to give our GCSE exams. We had to uh, revise a few weeks before and we had to give our GCSE exams. And we were the first ones in Darul Ulum in 1985-86 to give uh, GCSE exams. But the fruits of that we see today, you know, we, we see the likes of lots of uh, graduates who have gone on to do A-levels, to do uh, MAs, PhDs. Alhamdulillah, and that was the vision. And even when Hazrat used to go to South Africa, he used to tell the Darul Rooms there that, you know, you, you are uh, having students here, but you're not teaching them English, you're not teaching them any uh, metric, and uh, you need to do that. Because if somebody, and Hazrat was, this was his compassion. He used to say that, what if somebody is becoming Hafiz and he drops out? How, what does he have to fall back on? And look at Hazrat thinking compassion for that student that some, some people might not finish and they might go back home and then they will be left without GCSEs, without A-levels. What will they do? So Hazrat's compassion for every single person. And finally, um, Hazrat, um, I, can't, I can't remember whether, when he wasted any time. He used to make every time useful for him. Yeah, whether it was in dhikr, whether it was in uh, Duru Sharif, whether it was teaching, whether it was instructing, all the time, Hazrat never used to waste time. So Hazrat's legacy is amazing. You, you will be hearing lots of talks over the next few days from many of his students. Um, you know, he's, he's a great loss. He's a great loss to the Ummah. When uh, Hafiz Patel Sab passed away, we used to, you know, um, the, the, the thing that we don't realize is that uh, there were individuals who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who used to wake up every night and cry for us. Whether it was Hafiz Patel Sahib or whether it was Hazrat. 
and they were close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their du'as were accepted and therefore we were protected. And that's why we hear many of our satis, even Mufti Shabir Sahib saying today that now we have to ask Allah that do not put any fitna upon us. Yeah? Do not try us. Because these, and that's what the hadith mentions that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not take the ilm by taking away books, by taking away knowledge. Allah will take the people of knowledge. And then we will be left with juhal, like ourselves, like myself and others, who will be, become the leaders and then people will ask them fatwa and they will dallu wa dallu, they themselves are astray and they will lead people astray. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise the status of Hazrat Mawlana Yusuf sahab rahmatullah alayhi. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to follow in his footsteps and uh, we make dua that the duas that he made for us, Allah make us like that. The, du- uh, the wishes that he had for us, Allah make us like that. And uh, the, the vision that he had for all of the Western world and all of the English speaking world, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bear, bear that in fruition in the future. Jazakumullah, uh, barakallah, subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika wa nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta wa nastaghfirika wa natubu ilaka.